It's another magical evening tonight here at the Talkies, the annual horror movie talk year in review ceremony. Year in review award ceremony. All of the stars are out. Oh, look, over here we got David Day. How are you doing tonight, David? I'm, I'm great. <laughs> it's so nice. Hey, how 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 you doing? Yeah. No, I'll, I'll see you after this. Okay. No, it's, it's, it's going really good. Thanks for asking. I'm just excited to be here at the Talkies. Who are you wearing tonight? Oh, well, this is a fabulous... Um, Pendleton uh, cardigan in the fashion of the Big Lebowski. So, you're up for best accent tonight. What, how do you feel your chances are? <laughs> you know, really, I, I don't think about any of that stuff. I'm just happy to be here. You know, like I'm at, all this talent in this room is just there's you. Um, there's me, you know, it's just a lot of talent here, so I'm just excited to be, uh, considered. Well, good luck. We'll see you inside. Oh, thank you. Bye. And here comes Bryce Hansen. How are you feeling tonight? <clears throat> good. What award are you most excited for tonight? Well, um, you know, I think the most interesting award tonight is best guest because both David's mom and my mom are in the running for best guest and, uh, I mean, who can you who who can you rally for in that one? Right. Oh, and you know, fan favorites like Billy, uh, Babyface, Babyface Billy. You know, so I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to that. And who are you wearing tonight? Um, I think actually I'm wearing the exact same thing I did last year, which is a Captain America T-shirt um, by Marvel from J.C. Penney. Well, that's great. Well, it sounds like they're start. It looks like they're flashing the lights. Looks like it's time to get started. So get ready for a horror movie talks, twenty twenty one year in hindsight award show, the talkies. Welcome to the Horror Movie Talk 2021 Talkie Awards with your hosts, Bryce Hansen and David Day. Hi, guys. Um, this was a, a very, this was a an incredible year, kind of a, um, c- kind of one of these things that's just magical, you know? It is a magical evening. Um, so we got a lot of awards to get through and, and talking about our best and, and worst movies that we saw of the year and the best new and worst new movies of the year. Um, everyone's talking, everyone's excited. Let's start off with our first award presented by David Day. So our first, um, series of, uh, our first category, I should say, is best ad. So, uh, so we're going to be playing some of the, some of the, runners up or i guess they're the nominees for best ad that we've run this year here we go from young frankenstein lightning this episode of horror movie talk is brought to you by lightning do you need to reanimate dead tissue need to switch bodies with a parent give a computer sentience or even just get white streaks in your hair well lightning has you covered it's the natural phenomenon that can do anything that's right if film has taught us anything it's that being struck by lightning will either kill you immediately or randomly imbue you with powers that don't obey the laws of god and nature so next time you need to read the thoughts of women travel through time or turn a robot evil choose lightning 
It's not magic, it's science. From Leprechaun in the Hood, Leprechaun Exterminators. Are you being tormented by diminutive supernatural beings scurrying around your house and speaking in rhyme? Well, that's no surprise because it's leprechaun swarming season. And if you don't call an expert, they'll be all over your house stealing your doubloons and zombifying your hose. So don't delay. Call Leprechaun Exterminators at 1-800-LEPNOMO. That's 1-800-LEPNOMO. Mention Horror Movie Talk to get a free four-leaf clover. From the Bad Seed... David and Bryce's Mothers. Today's episode is brought to you by David and Bryce's Moms. We brought you David and Bryce, and now we bring you an extra special Mother's Day episode of Horror Movie Talk. We aren't professional podcasters, but we know a thing or two about what it takes to be a mom. So sit tight and prepare for the spookiest episode of Horror Movie Talk yet. From A Quiet Place Part 2 Feedback Unlimited. Has your planet been invaded by ultra-violent alien librarians who hunt you down for making a peep? Well, fear not, because their power is their weakness, and Feedback Unlimited has a wide array of noise-making devices ranging in size and scale from noisy cricket to Uncle Dave's Thanksgiving farts. Feedback Unlimited. Now you get to shush the librarians. From the Nighthouse, Doppelgangers. This week's episode brought to you by Doppelgangers, Inc. Have you ever committed to a party or event that you really don't want to go to? Doppelgangers, Inc. is here to help you fulfill your social contracts while simultaneously allowing you to avoid social interaction at all costs. How? We create clone slugs of you and send them to your event in your place. They are outfitted with a nervous system, allowing them to feel pain and respond to questions at a second grade reading level. The clones are disposable and don't have a strong enough frame of reference to feel anything but confusion and sadness, so they welcome death. Doppelgangers, Inc. For when you know you can't stomach another one of your spouse's company Christmas parties, call Doppelgangers, Inc. today at 555-ABOMINATION. From Lamb. Cletus's Lamb Rental. This episode was brought to you by Cletus's Lamb Rental Emporium. Are you tired of buying a lamb for your enjoyment, only to find out that they need constant feeding and protection? That's not what you signed up for. At Cletus's Lamb Rental Emporium, you don't have to waste your time and energy on caretaking. You just get to enjoy your lamb's companionship and... Whatever else you enjoy about your lamb, we don't ask questions. So come on down to Cletus's Lamb Rental Emporium to rent a lamb today. Use code, and if you use code HMT at checkout, we throw in a free jar of peanut butter. Call 1-800-BAR-RIM-U to find a location nearby. From Paranormal Activity 3, Demonic House Cleaning. This week's episode is brought to you by Demonic House Cleaning Services. Have you ever tried to dust off a sconce? What about cleaning a fireplace flue? Don't even get me started on all the dirty shit below your house. Demonic House Cleaning Services will clean you out of house and home if you just sign right here on this dotted line. Pay no attention to the fine print. We employ only the most insane demons to clean your house. Have you ever seen a demon? Better hope not. Those bitches can be scrubbing the grout in the downstairs half bath one second and dusting off your third story chandelier the next. Best of all, it's free. Demonic house cleaning services. House cleaning so good, you'll think you sold your soul. 
And finally, the human centipede, Hello Feces. I don't know about you, but cooking is not my forte. But with Hello Feces, they've made it easy. Get back the time that you spend meal planning, shopping, and chopping, and sign up for Hello Feces to experience the most convenient meal delivery system ever invented. With Hello Feces, you don't have to wait for the mail. With our patented delivery system, all you have to do is open wide and receive deliveries throughout the day. So don't wait. Go to humancentipede.com and use code HMT at checkout to receive your free 100% medically accurate diet assessment. Okay, what a what a what a great list of ads. I, I was on the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, tough tough category. I, I have the envelope. I'm I'm touching it with my fingers, and now I'm opening it. Oh, and oh, and this is how could it not be? The the winner is the night house. The uh, the the one with the uh, the doppelganger slug. Zinc. doppelganger zinc. I, uh, with a close runner-up being the, uh... Close runner-up being the the lamb one. I really enjoy the lamb one. <laughs> well, there's only one winner. Um, next category... <laughs> is best new drop. <laughs> there's only one winner. <laughs> All right, from, um... Many episodes, crowd favorite. You, David. Oh, yes. Oh, my computer doesn't have levels. Oh, sorry. Ew. Ew. Ew, David. Ew, no, David. Oh, my God. Ew, David. From, I don't know which episode this one's from either, but this one is the MacGruber clip. I will suck you, (laughs) David. I will suck your fucking dick. I will do it. Just join my team. I'll suck your dick. You can fuck me or get fucked by me. You can watch me fuck something. Just point something in the room and I'll fuck it for you. Come on, just tell me what you want me to fuck. Jesus Christ, MacGruber. Just tell me what you want me to fuck. It should be pointed out that these are drops that we play during the shows. These are the drops that showed up this year. Um, and then from the lamb review, Goat Boy 1 and 2. Uh, well, I just think me... These innocent animals have urges they can't control. I should know I'm half goat. And the... From... Which one is this from? From Halloween 4... Cows don't look like cows. Uh, sir, why don't you just use real cows? Cows don't look like cows on the film. You gotta use horses. What do you do if you want something that looks like a horse? Uh, usually we just type a bunch of cats together. <laughs> it's man. Sorry. Usually we just tape a bunch of cats together. <laughs> From Paranormal Activity 3, Ouija Board... What is a Wega board? How do you make a Ouija board? How do you feel about Oiji boards? How to Ojo board works? How we can do plan chit without using Ouija board? Is it dangerous to play Oiji board? Ouija board? Ouija <laughs> board? And yeah, the winner is who? The winner who, is who do we got? MacGruber. 
Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> Just point at what you want me to fuck. <laughs> Just, I I love that drop. Yeah, that's a. And, <laughs> show me what you want me to fuck. And um, looking back on the year 2021, we lost a lot of of great drops this year. Yeah. Um. So now we'll play our in memoriam drops, drops that that we've lost this year. There was a baby. Oh. Oil me up, daddy. <laughs> you smell that. Retard stank. <laughs> Poop again! God damn, look at those hot children. <laughs> oh. Your compliment was sufficient, Lewis. And, uh, and I have one more here, if you just, uh, allow me to, uh... Thank you. So sad. Yeah, it is really sad. How they hopped on pop. Next category. Next category. What do we got? Best guest. Oh, this is the... Presented uh, by David Day. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were doing the the best new bit. Oh, that's right. Best new bit. Sorry. Um, Go ahead. Best new bit. um, So the best new bit... For this year, here are the here are the nominees. From the thing, don't blank on the blank. In this game, you are given a clue to guess a two-word horror movie title starting with the, and you are supposed to guess what the blank is. A study in fear escalates into a heart-stopping nightmare for a professor and three subjects trapped in a mysterious mansion. Ooh. Okay. Good. Uh, and it's just one more word? Mm-hmm. The blank. Uh, the study. This is, I think this is the haunting. Hmm. That would make more sense. David is correct. This is the haunting from... Yeah, studies aren't very scary. 1999. But... From the House of Wax, bad reviews for good movies. In this bit, we read off Google reviews that are one-star ratings for some of the most classic horror movies. Liam W. has to say about Jaws, Absolutely awful. Shark was so clearly fake. You expect me to think that this garbage is real? Shark looked too big. Thought it was whale. I would rather eat my kids than watch this movie. That is awesome. From Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Fuck, Mary Kill. This game is the classic where you are presented with three people and you are asked to determine who you would fuck, who you would marry, and who you would kill. This actually came from a listener voicemail from Rojo from the Bronx um, on our Jaws review. And uh, this is a good example of of um, what a great fuck, Mary kill would be 
after listening to the Better Watch Out Review podcast, which fucking sucks, but I love you guys. Now, here's the question. Mary, F for the kids listening, or kill? Santa Claus, but he's a big, thick silver daddy. The Easter Bunny, or an old Dutch man dressed as a turkey. My decision. I would marry Santa Claus because, like I said, he's a big old thick silver daddy, and I know he can get it whenever, even if he only works one day of the year. I'm going to kill the Easter Bunny because, God forbid, you knock up a bunny and you end up having 12 kids and no one's got time for 12 kids. Then, I'm going to fuck the turkey because I've always wanted to stuff a turkey with my own personal stuffing. So, guys, what's it going to be? Marry, fuck, or kill? Alright, well now I'm happy I played that. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say marry the rabbit. Because I like kids mm. and also I like sex. So you get the best of both worlds there. Hmm. Um that's how I'm going with that. And then and then fuck Santa because uh that's got I mean pfft. imagine the imagine the stories he's gonna tell. You know? Hmm. He's got a lot of a lot of fucking stuff. And he already kinda knows you. A little bit. Uh-huh. Like, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows you've been naughty. You know? <laughs> he knows you've been naughty. <laughs> and then who needs a fucking turkey? What about you? Yeah. I would kill the turkey because who cares? Yeah. Um, I would fuck the Easter bunny because, uh-huh. you know, it's got... It knows where... It's, it's got knows a bunny. It's way yeah. around your dick. It's bunny. It's soft. It's like, you Ooh. know... Yeah. It's a hot, hot bunny. Oh. It's like when Bugs Bunny is wearing a dress. Yeah. Like, how can you resist? You can't. You and cannot. then, you know, yes, you might knock it up, but conveniently, the Easter bunny lays eggs. Right. So you just kick the fuck out of those eggs. Like, I don't even think you have to feel guilty about that, because it's not, it doesn't feel like an abortion. It's more of like, oopsie. What's up, guys? Oopsie, I stepped on the egg. Oh, well, I guess we won't have kids. And then you just never call back. Right. <laughs> you find the egg. No, you, you, no, what really happens is you find the egg 12 years later somewhere in your house behind something and it's all dried out. And you're like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Easter egg from 12 years ago. I abandoned my boy. I abandoned my boy. Um, and then I would marry Santa Claus mm. because, I mean, he's a big old bear. I think he's very body positive. Oh, like, I think yeah. we can get along with that. And he's a giver. Dude, he's, you know? Yeah, he is the giver. Yeah. He's the symbol of giving. So, I mean, he would be a very generous lover. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he loves kids. Yeah. And also just like, I don't know, but that's kind of hard because you'd never be able to cheat on Santa because he'd see you. Yeah, he'd see When you're sleeping when, with someone else. Awake. But, I mean, I wouldn't need to because, you know, he's a big old well, you better, silverback bear. You better you know? watch out, you know. Better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. From the Forever Purge, Make It Better, where we change the script of the movie we're reviewing that's bad to make it better. Um... And so, okay, so Juan and his wife go into the lockdown room, and, okay, who's going to be the B storyline of Petty 
petty crime during the purge? Oh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, revising their, you know, much lauded team up on night and day. Now to, now, yes, yes. And to pay for this, we have to do, do away with all the pyrotechnics. Right. We literally have to get rid of all the explosions because Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise as a B side storyline, not cheap. See, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be stunt casting. Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise are not are not um, advertised as being in this movie. <gasps> oh, it'll be a reveal. Yes, like, like Matt Damon and like Tropic Thunder, where right. Tom Cruise was in Tropic Thunder. Right, but you didn't know. Right, I um, didn't even know until until the credits rolled. From the Human Centipede review, head, middle, ass. In this game, much like Fuck Mary Kill. You're presented with three people, and you have to determine where you would place them in a human centipede. And, like, I'm really curious of the criteria in which we would grade these people. Okay, first up, Tom Hanks, Jennifer Aniston, and Michael Sarah. Ooh. <laughs> I <laughs> I think I would enjoy the the stupid inane banter that came out of Michael Sarah's mouth <laughs> the most. I really enjoy listening to Michael Sarah in interviews and stuff, so I'm going to put him in the head. Okay. You know, I really like Jennifer Aniston a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Kind of would like to have sex with her. Uh-huh. I mean, if she'd have me. Right. Um, I wouldn't cut her kneecaps or anything like that. Right. But if I had to. <laughs> I mean, non-consensually, you wouldn't do it. Really. Uh, no. Right. No. But I'd put her at the back. You want to okay. be able to stare at that booty. Oh, you know? Okay. And then Tom Hanks, whatever. Just put yeah. him in the middle. Yeah. He's a good sport. He's a good sport. <laughs> ah, I have one for you. Okay. Uh, do you, how do you think, how do you think I did? I think that's, I'm not, I wouldn't be far off. I would put Michael Sarah at the front because I don't think he eats that much, you know, and I just have sympathy for the other two. Right. Cause they're America's sweethearts. Yeah. You know, but I would do, uh, Tom Hanks at the end. Because he would die quicker, and you know he's had a long life. <laughs> and Jennifer Aniston, I'd like to give a fight a chance. Oh, yeah. Okay, White Knight. Jesus. <clears throat> okay, great. I, man, what a what a great series of bits we came up with this year. Yeah, there's a lot of new bits. Like those, those are just the cream of the crop. We can we can go over some of the honorable mentions after we announce it. I I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoy the uh, head middle ass, but it because it's a derivative. Let's open up the uh, open up the envelope. Mm. Oh, it looks like oh man, this is such a this is such a difficult choice. But it looks like it's going to f Mary kill. No one saw that one coming, but right. I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic. You can't go wrong. And man, it just sets the stage for so many different interesting combinations it's like when you 
add Meryl Streep to your movie, like, of course she's going to win. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know exactly what you're getting, it's, but. It's unfair. Right. Yeah. Okay. But I love Don't Blank on the Blank. Right. I love it. I think that's a that's a spectacular one. Um, some honorable mentions. Um, we had uh, Ruin the Movie, which is the inverse of Make It Better. Okay. Which is where we... We take a good movie We and take make a good bad. movie and make it bad. <laughs> um, that one was really close to getting on. Um, another honorable mention was Stories About David and Bryce. Oh, that was our mom. From episode. our mom's episode. Um... Let's see. I I really like the uh, Conjuring Singers that me and uh, Emma did on. Or wait, was it a who was on that episode? Or it was just you, wasn't it? Okay, yeah, where I played clips from the uh, actors that were in the Conjuring to make you guess who it was. If you guys want to go back and listen to our moms, I feel like that's an underrated episode Mm -hmm. this year. It's the Bad Seed episode. I think it's one fifty six. Right. Um, okay. This is a much anticipated category. Yeah, this is this is a pretty coveted category. This is the best guest category. Um so they had a lot of guests this year. Uh-huh. I think we had like eleven yeah, guests. It, we had a ton of them. Should we go down this list uh together? Yeah, so um Okay, so first, we, we've mentioned several times the, the Bad Seed episode. Uh, up for best guest is David's mom. Also up for best guest is Bryce's mom. In the old episode, Babyface Billy. Uh, that was a very controversial episode. Mm. Some people loved it and some people hated it. Yes. Um, on the Halloween 4 episode, we have Bugsy. In The Thing, return guest Justin. Was that his second was that his first? No, I think that was his first. Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. On the uh, on the Ten Cloverfield Lane episode, we had Kate from Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Also from Nightlight Horror Movie Club on the Anna and the Apocalypse episode with me alone was Emma. That's right. And we had the uh, we had on the Creep episode we had Casper. Um, wh- um, what's her full moniker? Oh, you know, Spooky Tooth. Yeah, something. That's right. That's right. Um. So, so best guest, best guest this year. A lot of people thought that uh, Rojo from the Bronx was robbed last year. Mostly Rojo from the Bronx, right? Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 fair, but he, no, he well, he wasn't a guest last year, um, but but um, oh, but it was anyway. the best caller. I think yeah. that's what it was. But anyway, a lot of people have mistaken Rojo for Babyface Billy, which he is not. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure why you're bringing up Rojo. Uh, I know. But, uh, but in any event, they are both controversial. Yeah. And right. uh, and so this year... Yeah, Rojo won. was just like... I mean, he was whining like a little bitch that he didn't win it last year, right? <laughs> I don't know. So anyways, that has nothing to do with anything. Like, let's open it. What's it look like? Who gets it? Best guest goes to... La La Land, no, uh, goes to Babyface Billy. Oh, wow. Yeah, you guys should know that uh, Babyface Billy is my co-host over at Hotline, an advice podcast, and uh, and we have two, we do two episodes a week, 
they drop on Tuesday and Thursday, so they make a nice horror movie talk sandwich. Um, and you, if you want to listen to it, it's a lot of fun. You can call in to the show, ask for advice, and you'll get it. Um, and and we do actually need a, uh, callers because Babyface is getting discouraged <laughs> about the amount of calls that we receive, and we're really trying mm-hmm. to scramble. So, mm-hmm. when was the first interaction we had for horror movie talk? Like it took. You know, actually, oh, okay. no, it didn't take that long on Twitter. Like, someone reached out on Twitter about the... Uh, yeah, we don't... Yeah. But I think the first, like, real interaction with a listener-listener was probably Gabriel. Yeah, it was like six months in. Yeah. And... But but the other thing about it is, in horror movie talk, we're, we're fully in on the social media thing. Right. Uh, uh, hotline and advice podcast does not have any social media presence. Mm. None. Zero. Well, Babyface should probably get on that. I mean... If he wants more. It's not a bad idea. It's yeah. just it's just uh, not, a, uh, not something we're super interested in. Okay, so next category. This is a pretty contentious category last year, and not a lot of competition this year. <laughs> well, presented oh, really? by David Day. Best interview this year. The nominees are... Charles Band on the g- very recent Ginger Dead Man episode where we um, interviewed him about his new book, Confessions of a Puppet Master, which if you haven't read it, fabulously fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no other. Did we have another interview? I didn't. I couldn't think of anyone. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't. I can't think of any either. I think so the winner is. <laughs> so the winner is. Robert England. It's Charles Band. Everybody, Charles Band wins the best interview. Next category, best tagline. We didn't have a lot of episodes where we had a tagline, so you'll hear some commonalities between these taglines. So taglines is an old bit where we just come up with fun, interesting, new, cringy taglines for movies. Alternate taglines that we think would be better. Better serve the the purpose of the movie. So here is the nominees for best taglines. Butt boy. Who thought putting things up your butt would be this much fun? Hell House LLC. Clowns. Not even once. Spiral. Pig on pig crime. Sputnik. Excuse me, did something crawl down your throat and die? (laughs) It didn't die! (laughs) Paranormal Activity 3. Criminally underutilized Teddy Ruxpin. (laughs) Dude! (laughs) Spiral. This time it's someone else that gets to bring the pain. (laughs) Okay, that was pretty good. (laughs) Hellhouse LLC. Hell house, more like smell house. <laughs> uh, spiral, monkey see, monkey saw. Spiral, you must choose between this movie and a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hell house LLC. Yesterday, a clown held the door open for me, Bryce. It was such a nice jester. Butt boy, someday he'll be a butt man. <laughs> yeah, Sputnik. Check the flavor of the rhythm I wrote. And while I get a chance here, let me clear my throat. 
Let me clear my throat. Ah, ah. <laughs> Paranormal Activity 3, Rumble Lower. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of low rumbling mm-hmm. in this movie. As- <laughs> Spiral. This time, we have someone hit someone's head in a contraption. <laughs> <laughs> Hellhouse LLC, where the liability is limited. Ew! <laughs> Okay. Yeah, who really was the butt boy? Yeah. Who aren't we all kind aren't of the butt boy? Aren't we all kind of the butt boy? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has a little butt boy in them. <laughs> <laughs> boy, ap- apropos for taglines. You got a free one there. <laughs> butt boy. The answer to the age-old question, can I put this up my butt? Uh, spiral. Punishing bad behavior with more bad behavior will certainly pay off. (laughs) Spiral. This time, the killer preys on your worst fear. Cops. (laughs) Paranormal Activity 3. Toby or not Toby? (laughs) I got one that's centered around Toby, too. Paranormal Activity 3. What if Toby's name is really Kunta Kinte and that's why he's mad? (laughs) Wow. Is that too far? <laughs> okay. Paranormal okay. Activity 3. <laughs> right? And if I had a gun with two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. <laughs> oh, man. You win. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is a quote from Walt Whitman. Okay. Leaves and grass my ass. My my butt is large. It contains multitudes. <laughs> what? It's a yeah. lesser known quote from Walt Whitman. Oh, yeah. okay. Butt boy. Ass play. Just say no. <laughs> there you go. Wow, tough category. Best tagline. That was there's some great stuff in there. Yeah, I'm impressed. We need to do taglines more. Yeah, we, we need to do that a little more. Although some of those, I think the Conjuring three one, like that was a, most of those were last minute, but that had some of the best ones. I didn't hear any from the Conjuring three. Did I? those those were from like the Toby ones? No, those that's Paranormal Activity three. What did I just say? Oh, I said Conjuring. Th- I meant Paranormal Activity. Oh, okay, because we also yeah. reviewed pa- yeah, yeah, Conjuring yeah. Three. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so best tagline. Yeah, what what do we got? It is blank. Oh. Well, I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna give it to Spiral. This time we put someone's head in. Yeah, in, that's in a, a good one. In yeah. a trap. Spiral. Yeah, that that one wins. Um, okay, last category before we get to best and worst movies presented by David Day. Yeah, this is best accent. So the nominees are here. Are the nominees from Leprechaun in the Hood? Bryce, Bryce's Irish accent. A top of the morning to you, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each... I can't even go on for more than, more than like, one sentence. Like, you can. I believe just, in it you. It just breaks down the I Irish accent. You. you can do it again. I demand it. 
Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology. And with me, as always, I'm Professor David Day. I'm the foremost expert in scare meow meows. New theatrical releases get priority, but we also review older horror movies and both good and horrible. <laughs> From the Sputnik Review, David's Russian Accent. This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by Iron Curtain Condoms, surplus condoms from the USSR. Tired of condoms that don't inspire confidence? So thin you aren't even sure if they are working? Iron Curtain Condoms uses only the strongest hard plastics that are forged by the people for your wiener. For sale in convenient Karl Marx 3-packs or the value saver size Soviet Blocks of 100. Visit ironcurtaincondoms.com and enter promo code Bolshevik today and receive the same deal everyone else gets all the time. Iron Curtain Condoms. Protect your dick like we protect the motherland. From St. Maud. Bryce's accidental Australian accent. We post new episodes every Wednesday, so be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you want to leave us a voicemail. Jesus Christ. You guys. I got plenty of sleep last night. I'm just turning Australian for some reason. I trust you. Call 682-253-4468. That'll get you through to our voicemail line where you can you can give us the Chaz Wazzas. You say hello to Bob Bilby while you're down there. In the Jaws review, the Quint accent. But to me, like the, the whole those sharks with their soulless dead eyes, <laughs> doll eyes, black eyes, like doll's eyes. And they come at you and they're lifeless until they eyes roll into the back of their head. Okay. Roll back and you see the whites of their eyes. And... Anyway. From the human centipede. Bryce's Austrian accent? Now, now feel free to bite it. Bite my boot! <laughs> my God. I, uh, I gotta say, Bryce, I, I gotta, you, you have, um, you have the board covered. You have four nominations in this category. And I have one. Yeah. Um, and I think out of all of them, the one that I enjoy the most, the winner, is going to be well. No, no. Technically, you were in, you were in three because you also did the Australian accent and the Quint accent. Oh yeah, but so I we're mean, pretty equally be, represented. Let's be fair, though. Right. <laughs> Those are you. I mean, these are, these are your <laughs> nominations. <laughs> I'm gonna. I mean, the one I enjoyed the most was definitely the uh, the Aussie accent. Yeah. The accidental Aussie. Yeah. The ox- accidental Australian accent was yeah. pretty good. Oh, whoopsie daisy! <laughs> We're slipping into the Aussie accent. <laughs> all that, see, all that bluey. How, you know how, how much of the world we can offend. You know. Yeah. How, we how, gotta. We gotta. Oh, we really need to do like. A really stereotypical Indian and Asian accent. Well, we live in Africa completely off the map. This whole continent, we haven't even touched it with offensive true, language. True. Yeah, we haven't done South Africa. No. I just watched it, a spectacular South African movie. I just finished it last night. I'm blown away by the endless. No. 
No, um, fried berry. Mm. Yeah, South African, great. It's on Shutter. Well, we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Special thanks to our longtime sponsor, NightChannels.com. Go to NightChannels.com for all your apparel needs in the most niche and unique uh, horror movie, occult, metal, and alternative music artwork. That's right. They've got tees and hoodies, and if you use code HMT, you get 13% off your entire order. So check out NightChannels.com. Yeah, Night Channels has been a spectacular sponsor, and really, their stuff sells itself. You head on over to nightchannels.com, take the Night Channels Challenge. I guarantee you, you'll you close out of the app, maybe, or the uh, the website, you'll close out of it, maybe, but you'll be back, because <laughs> those designs are undeniable, and you just can't get away from them. They're going to work their way into your head, mm-hmm. and then they're going to work their way onto your chest. If you want to support the show directly, the best way to do that is go to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash horror movie talk. And we have all different tiers and pretty consistently people upgrade because, um, we give you, we give you quite a bit of extra content. The, the more you, uh, the more money you give us because we're money grubbing whores. Yeah. We've really been working very hard this year on doing an extra patreon only episode um so right now there's probably um seven ten, or eight or something like no that. there's 10 or tw- 10 or 11 episodes um that you can only get at the 25 dollar tier mm-hmm. on patreon some of them i feel guilty for not releasing wide there's, like, so, there's, there's some really good ones on there s- ghoulies um last house on the left last house on the left um and uh don't look now don't look now was a great movie yeah. um uh, also, you can check out our logo tees and stickers on our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop. Um, as always, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions from HMT fans. Contact him on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 and make your artistic dreams come true. If you want to leave us a voicemail or contest any of these um, award, these uh, award winners, if there's if there's other uh, if you feel like a category got robbed or if there's a category we missed, call 682-253-4468. And thanks again for listening. Thanks again for a great 2021. Um, Now, let's get back to the talkies. Welcome back, everyone. So we're going to get into the best and worst movies of the year, Um, starting out with the worst movie we watched this year. This includes both old and new, um, wide category. Uh, This is based on our aggregate scores for each of these movies. These are the bottom six uh, movies that we uh, scored this year. The nominees are 
the number 23. So this is, these are just movies that we reviewed this year. These aren't m- new releases. For yeah, this right, year. right, right. Okay. Um, so first, the number 23 starring Jim Carrey. Uh, next up, The Ginger Dead Man. Though, let me, can we just expand a little bit? Can we talk a little bit about each sure. one of these? Yeah. The number 23 was infuriating. Yeah. It was like the most, it was, it felt like pulling teeth to finish that movie. Cause it's like, I get it. Things add up and subtract to the, a number. I think that may be one of the, I mean, that behind Rats Night of Terror, that's the most frustrating movie I think I've watched. <laughs> um, I don't even think that's the, oh, no. Yeah, both the number 23 and the Ginger Dead Man are tied for a combined average of 1.5. Okay. Uh, the Ginger Dead Man, I mean, no real surprise here. No. <laughs> but even for a exploitative bad movie, um, just the table stakes of storytelling just weren't there. It was impressively bad, even knowing that it was going to be bad. Yeah. Um... Then was Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah. I mean, another exploitation movie um, that, you know, it's just exploiting. Uh, what's that? What's that? Irish Day? St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. Yeah. It's just like ponying onto the back of like, maybe people will watch this during St. Patty's Day, like Halloween. And, you know, it's interesting comparing Leprechaun in the Hood to ginger dead man because it's kind of in the same zone but it's almost in a different world because leprechaun the hood was still so much more enjoyable than ginger dead man i think better than ginger dead man although uh you know you have basically you have b-list actors heading off against each other you got warwick davis versus gary Busey, and I whoa think, whoa whoa i think uh i think i would for bang for my buck i think i'd go with gary Busey. Yeah, if we're if it was the best acting category, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to tell. We'll we'll see who wins. Uh, next up, pieces review. This is one that like was in the wings forever, and we finally released it this year. Oh, this was. Oh yes, this was the eighties slasher mm-hmm. pieces. I was like, what? No, wait, is it called pieces? Mm-hmm. No, because the tagline for that is is exactly what you think it is. Is that, is okay. that the name of the movie? It wasn't 2021. Anyway, yeah, Pieces. Um, I wouldn't say Pieces was a terrible movie. Yeah, I mean, we we were, we didn't see a lot of awful movies. Like, we, we kind of chose a lot this year because of COVID. Like, yeah. we got to like, kind of get through some of our wish list. Yeah. And so there was a, we covered a lot of really great movies, and so we kind of left the terrible movies by the wayside, unless it made sense. Yeah, Pieces was, I mean, it, I wouldn't put it at the bottom of this list. Uh, next up, The Forever Purge, oh. a new entrant. This was this was similar to uh, to the number 23 in that it was just infuriating to have to sit through. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of threes on average, um, and we only picked two of them. So um, that was The Forever Purge, and then finally Malignant, another new release that was highly anticipated and highly disappointing. Lots of people very excited, v- still love this movie, love Malignant. Yeah. Um, inexplicably. Uh, yeah. One of the people who came on the show this year on the Thing episode, Justin, 
unapologetically loves Malignant. Loves it. Mm. Like, has gone back and watched it three, four times. So, yeah. Um, those are the, the worst six movies we watched and reviewed this year. And the winner is... And I think this is just in terms of lack of enjoyment, period. Yeah. Was the number 23. Yeah. It, it's so bad. Yeah. I it's mean, so the bad. Ginger Dead Man was very bad on a lot of levels, but there was elements in it that you could like and that were entertaining. It's not even that. It's that the Ginger Dead Man had, there was no expectation. Right. That's the main thing. Right. Yeah, obviously Ginger Dead Man is bad. But it's you know pretty what bad when you is? have like millions of dollars spent on a movie and it scores as bad as the ginger dead man. You know what else is is the thing about the ginger dead man? It's 70 minutes long and he <laughs> gives a shit. You, it sets you up your expectations. It's called the ginger dead man. You're like, yeah, okay, it's going to be a piece of shit. Oh, it's a piece of shit. Right. Number 23, you're like, oh, Jim Carrey, big name. Right. So, yeah, that's the other thing you can compare is like ginger dead man has Gary Busey. And there's certain things you expect from Gary Busey basically chaos and he delivers oh yeah um number 23 has jim carrey and there's certain things you can expect from jim carrey who multiple times looks into the camera apologetically towards and, the audience he going, just I'm so, I'm so sorry he doesn't he, he you can tell he's trying very hard but it's everything you don't want to see from jim carrey Ugh, it's like watching bruce willis in a cooking show it's just horrible <laughs> Okay, next category presented by David Day. Okay, so now we have the bet uh the best movie we watched this year. So again, mm -hmm. this is this is just the movies we watched this year. These aren't new releases necessarily, right. although new releases. And since there were so few new releases, we saw a lot of classics. Yeah, we did. So the uh nominees are Jaws, our Jaws review, The Thing. Creep, 2014. The Night House, this, the, which is uh, the only new release that makes it on this list. And The Mist from 2007. Every single one of these got a perfect 10. Look. What? Okay, what are you... How, this is... Uh, I mean, it's like... It's a real Sophie's choice. Yeah, this is... It's kind of It's kind of no matter what you do, um, you're right. I would I would say um, just out of ambition, hmm. uh, I would say creep and the mist don't don't make it up there. Really? Um, that that's my opinion. I yeah, mean, yeah. I guess that's I mean true. if you're putting it up against Jaws and the thing, <laughs> right, uh, right? The ambition right. for creep and the mist is just it's not quite there. There's yeah. there's some things about the mist that they just lacking on the CGI on the. Um, you know, right, the right, unfortunate right. budget problem. Yeah, it doesn't have the special effects of Jaws, for certain. <laughs> I totally knew that was a fake shark the whole time. I'd rather, like a whale. I'd rather eat my kids <laughs> than have to watch this dumb movie again. It's stupid. Um, and then The Night House um, really blew me away. Yeah, see, this is the thing. This can be an upset, too. Because it's like, th that's the thing about award ceremonies. Like, you got the... You got the ones that you think are shoe-ins, and then the Academy goes a different route, or it just, uh, on average, it it gets a more vote. So, I mean, if you're going to put Nighthouse against Jaws and The Thing, it's like, well, obviously it's not going to win. But you never know. 
You never do know. It's a magical evening. It is a magical evening. But unfortunately, it's not that magical because <laughs> The Thing is on the list. So obviously, John Carpenter's The Thing uh, ekes out all the rest. Um, but I mean, really, you could you could just as easily give that to Jaws. Um, yeah. It's... Uh, uh, the thing is, the movie that I constantly want done again. Like, not specifically done. I just... I got good news for you. <laughs> I just want the recipe redone into a new interesting right. format. Because right. Because it's so perfect. Oh, man. We'll have to talk on the Afterpod about the terror that I just finished watching. Not not quite the same recipe, but... We'll be talking about a lot of interesting movies. I've got done watching some spectacular movies. The Endless, Fried Berry, and Nightbreed. Mm. And uh, we'll be talking about all those on the Afterpod on Patreon only. Okay, next category, Worst New Movie of 2021. Worst new movie of 2021. So these were new releases. So out of the new releases, the worst. Uh, some of these we've already covered. The Forever Purge, mm-hmm. which was, I mean, just, just bad. Oof. Just like so ham-handed with the, its messaging and so uninteresting in, in its execution. It's it's stri- it it goes for brownie points in the easiest way you can possibly it it's this und Do you remember it racism? Makes me so angry. Did you did you know about racism, David? It's bad. It's Have bad. you heard that it's bad? Hey, fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> you know this is Hollywood. This is mainstream Hollywood just trying to score brownie points with you. Mm-hmm. These are rich people like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Oh, you want to talk where are I'm so angry at the forever per- <laughs> uh next up malignant um another highly uh, yeah the highly anticipated malignant by the by James Wan um and very ambitious oh <laughs> and and it's you know very hot or cold reception for malignant um uh, but I think we both agreed that it was bad huge upset i mean so many people love this movie so many people hate this movie uh i think i don't know do you th- how do you think do you think this skates by because it has james wan's name attached to it do you think people are just like uh, i think taking one for james wan i think um i think people like it because it's new and unique like it's it's one of those that that's not you know another saw uh remake it's not quite the conjuring it's not like the same lazy movies that have been made he he was very ambitious um and put in a lot of elements and a lot of tonal shifts in there that in my opinion didn't make much sense um but i i can see why people liked it because it's a different type of movie that hasn't been around for a while but i didn't think he pulled it off what type of movie is that Oh, you know, very campy, um, like over the top, um, kind of ridiculous premise taken seriously. Um, and I just don't think it, I don't think it pulled it off in in my opinion. That's why I didn't like it. No, I agree. I think it could have been, I think, I think it could have been great. Um, if, if it had, if it had a lot more care in both the, the, the filmography of the whole thing and Mm -hmm. then also, the special effects and the action was just so ridiculous. Like, give me, give me 
uh, practical effects instead of all this yeah. jump cut, smash cut. Yeah. Blast, blast, blast. Honestly, I, I wish that the tone was consistent and that they that he went like whole hog into camp. Yeah. Like the beginning of it where it was very like Frankenstein's castle and like very reanimator esque. Yeah. Like if they had if he had gone all in on that and just a hundred percent, you know, basket case territory. Yeah. Would have been great. Yeah. But it's like watered down and like using all these tired tropes and like production design that didn't make sense in a weird way it achieves the weirdly disjointed feel of basket case right like yeah it's like oh it's all but basket case is disjointed because it was filmed over the course of like four years <laughs> right you know yeah uh next up uh easily forgotten the unholy do you remember the unholy Yes, this is the I said it during this a review and I'll say it again. This is the most forgettable movie of this year <laughs> by far. Um starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan, is that what his name is? I don't know. I can't remember. Um a generic kind of uh possession movie. It's actually very very close in the plot to Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They dug up a rune from under a tree and starts infecting everyone. And and also, like, a precursor. You could say it's a precursor for Midnight Mass. Yeah. It's a far better series. By the way, speaking of Ernest Scared Stupid, did you see... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Robert the Farter Robert sent us the, artwork Robert on Instagram. Robert the Farter reached out to us on Instagram uh, and sent us... He, uh, an illustration he did of Ernest Scared Stupid, and it's spectacular. Like, <laughs> the line work that this kid does is really good. We posted it on our Instagram. You guys should check it out. Wow. Give him a like. Toss him a like mm -hmm. uh, on our uh, on our Instagram there. He he gave me permission to post it, and yeah, Robert, if you're, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, keep on farting, buddy. Um, okay, so next up, Spiral. The uh, the Saw sequel, starring Chris Rock. That's right, and uh, that's right. Kind of an anachronism at this point. Um, yeah, it. I mean, when you put it up against the Forever Purge, you go, "Well, this is or malignant." Like uh, Spiral, or yeah, Spiral was just better. Than malignant. I mean, yeah. it, it just just was. Um, I mean, these these ones now we're getting into like the <coughs> mid tier. I mean, they're. I think these scored like an average of five point five, but still not not great for for the new year. Yeah. Um, and really, if you think about it, these are the ones that like they still released them theatrically. Like yeah. they still had enough confidence to release them theatrically in a year where they had no confidence that people were going to go see the movie. Right. So they, there was a certain threshold that they hit. Spiral was, was that, um, I mean, it's what you expect from a saw movie. Chris rock did a serviceable job, but, um, you know, it wasn't anything special, but yeah. I'm not angry at it. Uh, don't breathe too. I loved this movie. I think I gave this movie an eight. Yeah, this is one where we were most far off. If you want, I brought the average on this one way down. If you want the good version of Malignant, 
It's Don't Breathe 2. I think that can't be argued. What do you think about that hot take? I hated Don't Breathe 2. This was one of my most hated ones of the year. Oh, man. It's so badass. This movie was hardcore in theme in uh, it, all the characters were just insane. The action was bonkers. It felt like an even darker version of Detroit than RoboCop 2. Like, <laughs> I think the, the thing that changed it or that like brought it down for me was, um, number one, just the bizarre choice, if you've seen the first one. Right. Yeah, I knew you were. To make the, you know rapist <laughs> the good guy the good guy well that one. should tell you how bad the bad guys are bryce yeah and then the like the bizarre switcheroos in the middle of the movie that were just like what the fuck it was just so befuddling and and to me like i you gave this one an eight yeah i gave it a three i stand by that i th- this movie it is it is an action-packed super depraved um yeah it's it's great i I really enjoyed it and then finally he's a big upset one another uh highly anticipated movie of the year halloween kills yes evil dies tonight david evil dies tonight evil dies tonight evil dies tonight evil dies tonight yeah uh yeah Again, this one's not, like, awful. Like, if we're looking at, you know, if we're comparing it to The Purge, The Forever Purge, it's like, there's not really much competition between those, but Halloween Kills was pretty bad. (laughs) It was, uh, yeah, for the anticipation, for the hype train that was behind it, it definitely let us down. I know for certain that Bugsy was highly disappointed because there was very little Michael Myers in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I think they just really missed a spectacular... Um, chance, which is they they had a Halloween movie with a bunch of dialogue and a bunch of like, where is he? He's over there. It's it's too dangerous. Don't go. I'll stay. You stay. I do. We go. Well, and then half of it's like in the hospital with yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. When you could have just followed Michael Meyer around shoulder cam style, uh-huh. like it could have just been. They did the they did the kills so well. Like it was, it was a really well done when it did what Michael was doing. It was like, oh god damn, this yeah. is fucked up. But they 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 fucked it up by not keeping with that. They give a story. Shut up. And the end kind of jumped the shark of like, okay, yeah, how unkillable is unkillable? Well, like just don't put your don't put your unkillable character in a situation where it's like, okay, well th- this is dumb. This is dumb at the point where you have an entire town of people like curb stomping you and then they just turn their backs and like don't notice that you get up and start murdering every single person in the vicinity. Yeah, his finger kind of caterpillars out a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Just towards that knife. Okay, so um, the winner for worst new movie of 2021 is... We are opening an envelope. The Forever Purge. Definitely. This was the biggest, shittiest piece of shit (laughs) this year. Even worse than the unforgettable, the unholy. It was... It was really bad. Forever Purge just made me angry. Yeah, and I've heard other podcasts be like, 
I like it. I assume out of fear that they're that I and this is the this is the despicable thing about this movie is it makes you afraid to talk bad about it because it's because the implication is that you're for racism if you don't like this movie and that's just dumb. Yeah, because the implication. Yeah, because the implication. But no, if if you're if if you hate racism, then fuck the forever purge. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, so the last award for the night. Here we go. Sealing off the talkies 2021 is the best new movie of 2021. And here are the nominees. So we've already talked about the night house. This we haven't talked enough about the night house. Night house was such a surprise. It came out of total left field. I had a, uh, I just, you know, it was a horror movie that showed up uh, and I was like, oh, um, we should go see this, I think. And you were like, oh, okay, we're not doing some old movie. Uh, right. Yeah, let's go like see this. This, this one is, um, had the benefit of having very, very low expectations from me. Um, and partially because it has one of the worst titles <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the most uninteresting titles of any horror movie in recent memory um especially for how how good and and the subject matter of it the nighthouse like just does not convey anything no and and it this was this movie was put off uh this was ready to release in i think spring of 2020 but you know due to the uh, pandemic uh, theaters closing this one was delayed until this year, a year later. And, um, man, really cool. Like late, late summer release. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, thematically, like stylistically, tonally was so consistently done well. Yeah. The acting was spectacular. This, if you have not seen the night house, you, I, I, I mean, unless you're a hardcore slasher fan, this is, this is definitely, um, a character-driven movie that's, you know, about emotions and empathy. So if you're some weird psychopath, um, we love you, but may not be for you. But it is a great movie, undeniably, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movies that we've reviewed, a lot of movies in 2020 that we reviewed that I don't think people gave any attention to that I was like, you have to see this movie. Well, some of well, the one the short list in my head of movies that like I don't think people realize are very 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 good. Yeah. Are like um Ready or Not. Right. Butt Boy. Yeah. Um The Invisible Man. Like all those like even if they were successful or even if they like people know about them, people don't realize how good they are. Right. And this one is right at the top of that list. Like no no one realizes how good The Night House is. Right. Yeah, except for us. Except for we we know because we you know we keep fooling. The uh the next movie that was spectacular released in 2021 Lamb. Um not a hard horror movie. Uh well, I just think me I just uh I just think me No, the uh or Lamb not a hard horror movie. It is uh, subtitled. It's an Icelandic. It's an A24 movie. These are things that will tell you what to expect uh, when going into Lamb. But it's um, definitely a mind fuck, and it's big on tension. Um, very, very sparse. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the plot is... 
resembles the landscape <laughs> of the movie. Mm-hmm. Sparse and stark. Yes. And um and it really it's it's got some allegory in it. Um it's it's got a lot of uh I don't even know what the allegory is other than don't adopt a lamb man. <laughs> well, I I think <laughs> just it, don't do that. I think it has to do with, you know, um you know, realizing that nature is nature. Right. Like you, yeah, yeah. Like, there, like you are part of nature, but also there are divisions to be drawn. Mm-hmm. There are definite there are definite lines you, in the sand. You know what the allegory is? Is the danger of all those people that um, talk about their fur babies. Uh, yeah, this is this is definitely like, a... I don't have... I don't have babies. I have fur babies. That's like my kid. Well... No, no it's not. Or you could just say fur- furries. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, a danger tale for furries. True. Careful what yeah. you wish for. Yeah, yeah. Might come true. Exactly. Um, yeah, so Lamb was... I I mean, I don't think you enjoyed it to the extent that I did, uh, if I recall our scores. But... Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, not to... You gave it a 10, I gave it an 8. So, we're not... We weren't that far off. Sure. I appreciated it for its uniqueness. Um the thing that I thought, like, my major beef was, like, this is a subject that would work much better in a short film. Like, I feel like it would, it would have more impact. It's, like, the rare rare occasion where I'm, like, it's perfect, but it'd be better as a short film. Isn't that weird? I think everything would be better as a short film, <laughs> but not this. Yeah. Like, I like this how it was. Next up, St. Maud. Yeah, so some people are going to say, well, technically, St. Mark came out in 2019 or 2020. But you know what? It didn't really hit until the start of this year. So um, and and uh, so we're just going to, you know, call it on a technicality. This is getting thrown in with this year's new releases because it didn't get considered last year. Um, and I think it definitely deserves to be considered. Is this an A24 movie as well? Um, yes. I don't know. It's, it felt like it if it wasn't. Sure. Yeah. How, how did this one strike you? Um, let me see. What did I... You gave it a perfect score, I think. Did I? Yeah, and I think I, I gave it a seven. Oh, I don't... What yeah, I just, I just listened to our review of it. So, and it is a A24 film. Um, and so, yeah, you, you gave it a ten. And I, I gave it a, a seven. And this is starring Jennifer L. and Morphid Clark and written and directed by Rose Glass. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I this isn't one of those where it was very consistent and um, really maintained the dread. And really like where it sent me over the edge was the ending. The ending was just so great to just- where it's like not it. There's many different ways you can go to where it's like. You have the uncertainty, and do you want it to be, you want things explained to you? Do you want it to be uncertain? And there's benefits to all that, um, but sometimes you just want it, you want to have an answer. And this is one that gives you an answer. It's very satisfying, and it's very shocking, and uh, I I really loved it. I and I thought the acting was fantastic in it, too. I don't like the answer it gave. I don't like the way it treated uh, religion. And I don't like, um, I specifically don't like the ending very, very much. What was the, uh, what about religion did you not like? 
Well, it 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 was basic. I mean, this is a very um, nihilistic movie. I mean, it's it's basically. Um, I mean, this is mocking religion in a, in a very direct way by, oh, I don't by know. being titled Saint Maud. Well, I mean, I my opinion on that would be it's not saying religion in general. It's specifically saying religious zealotry, which is a different thing than religion at all. You know, it's but that's what saints do. They um, are zealots. Sure. And the fact that this movie, I mean, there's some spoilers. Uh, well, I won't I won't go into spoilers. I'll just say this was definite in its in its yeah, it, I don't like that it gave a definite answer. It, I would have been much more comfortable if it if it left it very vague because then I wouldn't have this feeling about the movie where it's like, well, it's a hit piece. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like that feeling. Um, but it was a well done movie, and it was enjoyable. I just didn't like uh, the way the topics. Yeah, the topics came off. Hmm. Um. Yeah, big big year for religious horror for us because we did the unholy Saint Maud and Midnight Mass. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting comparing all three of those uh, works. Yeah. Um, also up for best new movie of 2020. This one I enjoyed a lot. It's called In the Earth, and not many people uh, heard it or watched it. Heard of it or watched it? In the Earth was a really well done uh, English movie that kind of kind of was an allegory for COVID, but also mm-hmm. a little bit of like nature's coming to get you kind of thing. Um, yeah, um, another one where it's, where it's like, don't fuck with nature yeah. kind of thing. And then also... But do um, fuck with nature. Very, like, trippy. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of those that's really creative that added a lot if you have a great sound system. Like, in terms of sound design, this this one probably would win Yeah. Uh, for the year. Um, I really liked it. I, I'm looking at our scores, and it's not as high as I... As like I remember it being what did we our give score? It? We gave it like an eight and seven, which is really good for us. But uh, this is another really unique one. I I think it was just a little boring at parts. Is where where it got a couple points. Um, it off. just you know I don't think it was necessarily boring. Um, I'll say I think I think what's going on there is it's it's not. I mean. It's not undeniable, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fun movie and it's an interesting movie. And I will say this too: if you're planning on watching In the Earth, which I I think you should, um, do be aware that you there are scenes in the movie that can cause um, epilepsy, epilepsy seizures, yeah. um, very flashy. So yeah, it's pretty intense for that. Um, next best new movie, um. Antlers from uh, 2021. Yeah, I can't good. remember the director. <laughs> I was going to say director, but it's not Guillermo del Toro. Um, Antlers, I, I really liked. I, I think don't think Guillermo he, had his fingers on this. Yeah, he bit. was like an executive producer or something. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was a really good um, kind of telling of the legend that they were talking about. Yeah. In it. Um, 
also very dark. I thought it was really well done, uh, tonally consistent. I don't know why that's such a thing for me. Just maintaining the tone and having a vision from the beginning to end and having it match. Um, acting was great. Um, I thought the, the cast was really good. Um, I can't remember if this was the first directing movie for this director, but he did a really good job on it. Yeah, I think he did. You know, interesting thing. We had a, um, one of the, one of the people who reached, who worked on this movie reached out to Mm. us. They worked on, um, I think it was the creature design. Yeah, they worked on the creature design for this movie. Unfortunately, they, uh, they're under NDA and they didn't, weren't able to share any interesting, uh, details about that, um, with us. Um, I wish they had because I had a lot of questions, but they, uh, they did let us, they did answer one question that they weren't under NDA for, which was, yeah, this was filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia mm-hmm. or north of there. And right. The one thing that really bothered you, you probably took it off like a whole point. It bothered the ever loving shit out of me. Cause it was like, supposed to be set in Oregon. I was like, this isn't fucking Oregon at all. Look at the, <laughs> look at the way the geology is like, it doesn't. Well, especially the fact that it was set in like a coal town. Yeah, that's the other thing. I was like, "Whoop!" There's no coal in Oregon. No coal. Maybe there is, but no one knows about it. Like, like it's not known for. But really, that like, I was like, "This is the North North Cascades. This right. isn't. This is not Oregon. This lo- looks like no place in Oregon, especially on the coast." Right. Um. Next up, a quiet place too. Yeah, this was a this was a good. Number. Yeah, we're getting into kind of the watered down territory yeah, for best of, but Quiet Place Two was it was serviceable. It was not, you know, what, problem with the Quiet Place is once that gimmick has been given up. Well, it's mm. now it's just a sleazy gimmick, right? Like all the other sleazy gimmicks. And then uh, probably the more interesting one that um, isn't necessarily on the top of the list, but is very interesting is Last Night in Soho. And a lot of people loved this movie. Yeah, um, I think this. I is think a, I, I liked it better than you. This is a return to kind of classic filmmaking. I think that's why a lot of people really enjoyed it. This feels timeless in uh, in its approach to you know play putting together the pieces of a movie. Um, it's and uh, it's beautiful, and um, I think the story just kind of. It's much more thrillery than horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, performances were good. Yeah. Um, cute girls. Cute girls. <laughs> check, uh, check, check, check. And, uh, you know, there it, it maintained interest. I think stylistically it was just really cool to look at. Yeah. I think where it took off a couple points for us is like, well, for you especially, is like it was so fashion focused. Like, and... Uh, it felt like we weren't the audience. I think that was something that that you said. It, yeah. You could recognize it was good, but it, you weren't the target market for it necessarily. Yeah, and it ran a little ran a little long at something like a little over 2 hours. Yeah. It's kind of eh. Yeah. So It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So that was the set of the nominees for best new movie of 2021. Who who is it going to, Bryce? I think this is your category. I just kind of took over it. Oh, okay. Well, um, boy, let's see. Let's open the uh, the envelope. Okay. And oh, 
The Night House. The best new wow, movie. Wow. Upset. Yeah. Is that an upset? I guess it's not an upset. No. Um, yeah, that's... I would say go see The Night House and, and Lamb for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, St. Maude as well. I mean, St. Maude is... Don't, yeah. don't turn that one down. Well, there's only one winner. Um, so, that is our best new movies. That is basically the uh, the talkies for 2021. Thanks for joining us. But um, while we have you here, we could just talk about some statistical anomalies Things <laughs> for Bryce, my scoring. Things Bryce can't stop bonering about. Uh, we already talked all the all the uh, best movies were perfect ten. So Jaws, The Thing, Creep, so, The Nighthouse, and The Mist. You have, to, you have to explain what you mean by that. When we says, both agreed that right. they were ten out of tens. Yeah, movies that we both thought were tens were those ones I just read. Um, and Jaws, then, The Thing, <laughs> Creep, The Nighthouse, and The Mist. Those movies again are Jaws, The Thing, Creep from 2014, The Nighthouse, and the mist um lowest scored movies we mentioned the number 23 got and the ginger dead man both got 1.5 an average of 1.5 between us yeah and then um i think i gave ginger dead man a two and you give it a one and then the inverse on the number 23 or Mm. something something like that yeah uh, Leprechaun in the Hood got 2.5, and those were really the lowest. The, the next like next lowest were you know in, close to five, so it wasn't oh. really that low. But those were definitely the standout worst ones. And then this one's the the most interesting one is the biggest discrepancies in scores. I always love this one, and really we we're pretty close on most of it. Uh, on average, we were only apart by uh, one 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 hundredth. Of a point. Two one-hundredths. Two one-hundredths of a point. Yeah. Yeah, we were um, very close. But you scored higher. Yeah, I scored point two one-hundredth higher on average this year, throughout the year. That means this year, Bryce gave ever so slightly higher reviews than me. Right. Which I find very interesting. Do, actually, is this actually calculated right? <laughs> okay, I knew, I knew you would doubt, I knew you would doubt it. Yes, it is. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Uh, hold on. No. Late entrance. No, 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 no. No, no. I, if I'm editing this, I'm not going to fucking cut all this shit out. I could clap. All right, whatever. Uh, we'll just take it, and even though it's... The, what are anchored. the biggest discrepancies? Um, so the biggest discrepancies of the year is a Christmas horror story just from last month. Um, you gave it a two and I gave it an eight. I can't believe you gave that. It's a dumb piece of I shit. I feel a little vindicated because on our Facebook group, a lot of people were saying how much they enjoyed a Christmas horror story. That should tell you everything you need to know. This is one where I think it was really your mood at the time of no, watching it. And uh-uh. you're like, oh, anthology, fuck this. I didn't even know it was an anthology exactly. until 45 minutes into it. Exactly. What do you that, mean? That bothered you so much. Yes. If you don't know, if if a thing is very clear, is if a thing is a thing and you can't even suss out that it's that, that should that's your sign that it's bad. I would say the inverse is true. Is like the less obvious the anthology is, the more uh, creative they were. It is very skillful, very skillful in hiding the fact that they were creating a, a shitty anthology movie instead of just a shitty regular movie. Very close in discrepancy. So you gave Christmas 
horror story two and i gave it an eight um almost the inverse is don't breathe two you gave it an eight and i gave it a three yeah i i unapologetically i love don't breathe Two. yeah i hated it it was a much better movie than don't breathe it was so also i thought it was just so boring it was like ugh, i couldn't the ending kind of picked up the pace man the whole movie like, was like what everything between the beginning to where like the kid is basically kidnapped which takes a while um is pretty boring no i think it i mean it it centers around one of my favorite things which is a decrepit old city this is in detroit mm-hmm. which is one of my favorites and uh it's it's got it's action-packed and it is it's disturbing mm-hmm. um this one you had nothing to do with but we reviewed anna and the apocalypse me and emma from nightlight horror movie club she gave it a one she was brutal brutal I gave it a five. I thought it was just average. And then last... By the um, way, um, this weekend, if you'd like to see Kate from Nightlight Horror Movie Club, you can uh, join us for the second Saturday watch party uh, over on streamlounge.io. Follow our uh, profile over there, and Kate will be on the stream with me. And yep. Maybe Bryce. I don't know. Probably. I'm going to be traveling. Yeah, probably yeah. not, Bryce. Oh, where are you traveling? I'm going to Florida. Going to Florida on the eighth. Yeah, I'm going to see my brother before. Oh, okay, cool. There you go. Yeah, um, and then the last discrepancy actually wasn't that wide, only off by four points was the Human Centipede. Mostly because this is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I gave it a perfect ten, and you gave it a shocking six. I mean, it yeah, it, it felt gross. I didn't, uh, I didn't like the way it felt. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, it was a fine movie. I'd just tell you to bite my boot. Okay. <laughs> out of any of these, out of any of these in the year, were, were any scores this year, do you feel like you would want to change? In, like, retrospect, do you feel any of them were artificially low or artificially high? That's a real good question. Um... No, I think we're. I think we go. We both uh, think through our scores pretty, you know, to to a decent degree. What do you think? Do you have any? Um, I might have. I think a quiet place part two. I probably scored a little too high. Um, it's pretty forgettable now that I think of it. Yeah, actually, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, The Conjuring Three was. I think I gave it a seven, and it was really boring. Yeah, it was really bad. Especially when you compare it to The Conjuring 1 and 2, um, it really does not hold a candle to either one of those titles. Which, by the way, we haven't reviewed The Conjuring 1 or 2. Nope. Not yet. Um, and then on the inverse, I think I would move up Butt Boy. I think I, I'd i make Butt Boy a perfect 10 now. We gave it an 8, both of us. And that is such a memorable movie for me, and I, I love it so much. That I I feel that deserves to be at the top of the heap. It's definitely the movie that I recommend the most, but I think it sits at about an eight for what it is. I, I, I think I said on that review, I think I said eight is the maximum that a movie like Butt Boy can achieve. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll stick by those guns. I feel yeah. okay about that. Um. Okay. So... 
Oh, sorry. We we have one last late entrant. Okay. Um, uh, category. Category. 2021's best co-host. Wow. Of the year. Wait, who's who's pick is this? I don't know. It's, I, I think it's remember. mine. Um, so I think I think this year the obvious winner is you. You you put together this whole thing, and it was. This is one of the best. This is one of the most popular episodes of the year, and uh, and you're just a great friend, and so I, I love you, buddy, and I think you you're the best co-host this year. Wait a minute, the envelope says Emma. Oh shit! <laughs> no, thank you, thank you so much. Um, it's been a good year for us. Um, I think we uh been doing really good. Um, I, I don't know. It's so hard. I mean, I think we're pretty equally yoked, but, uh, you know, someone's got to win some, there's only one winner. There's only one winner. So, um, I'm going to dedicate this, uh, best co-host award to the, uh, native Americans of Washington. Um, because you know, they, they were forced off their land and, and their culture was, was raped by the white man. And I think that's an important message to get across in these trying times. Okay, Norm. Uh, all right. Well, you guys, thank you for yet another year supporting the show, listening, subscribing, rating us on iTunes. All that helps a whole lot. Um, we oh, also, not just iTunes now. Rate us on Spotify. Yeah. Spotify, it's available to rate podcasts now. And we have a huge probably about a third or more probably like almost two-thirds it's a fourth is is uh of our listeners are on spotify and and uh we'd really appreciate if you would leave us a rating on spotify so we can maintain our visibility there it's very important yeah you just head on over to horror movie talk on spotify click on the three dots and then rate it yeah i think now it's available for everyone like it's very hit and miss. I don't know if it was like an update or something, but it was yeah, it was like, a couple days of weirdness. Yeah, so uh, go do that. Um again, check out our Patreon. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, um if you're taking back your Christmas gifts and and have a little extra cash in your pocket and you're going to buy stuff on Amazon, click through the banner button on horrormovietalk.com so you get a little taste of that. Um thanks so much to all our special guests this year. All our patrons. All our patrons. Like it really if you're listening, thank you. Uh we we really need you to do this show. Yeah, and it's really delightful like we we've had some really great listeners send us gifts this christmas uh we should probably have a special thanks to anasaurus yeah sent us a bunch of uh licorice some of it was uh highly offensive <laughs> yeah. to the palate jeffrey Cress sent us that amazing um that amazing uh uh oil painting and then there's that fucking ball dick and ball monstrosity that uh glitter core sent us over there right um thank god it's turned around so I don't we had that. slither sent to us i wish i could remember who sent that to us someone sorry You're one of the patrons such a bad it was very person. good uh it was a while ago there's another blu-ray if you um, want to get me something laura, that i need yeah. i need a blu-ray player laura uh sent us a blu-ray of of her favorite movie the mother for christmas so we appreciate that um thanks to all our patrons that up their patronage um and uh 
it's very helpful because I, I'm kind of on the fence with uh, whether we should keep doing the pretentious reviews because it's like three people no, it's, probably get it's get them available. Well, no, it's it's the well, founding. Members. Yeah, with the founding members, it's a lot, but I don't know how many of those are actually listening to it. So, um, thanks, thanks so much to all of you, and uh, that's the talkies for twenty twenty one. I will suck your dick. I will suck your fucking dick. I will do it. Just join my team. I'll suck your dick. You can fuck me or get fucked by me. You can watch me fuck something. Just point something in the room and I'll fuck it for you. Come on, just tell me what you want me to fuck. Jesus Christ, MacGruber. Just tell me what you want me to fuck.